Happy Thursday. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane. And today I'm excited because last, I think, July, I had seen an article about this super fit mom who lived in Texas. And so I Instagram messaged her right away to see if she wanted to come on the podcast. And to make a long story short, I actually asked if she was taking clients, if she was helping people get in shape, which she was. So I started working with Lori Vick. So Lori Vick, welcome into the fast lane today. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. I'm so excited for this opportunity. I love it. Well, you I can't think- ask me anything I don't have an answer to because this is all stuff I love and feel passionate <laughs> about. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I like not giving my guests the um, the questions before they come on, because then they kind of overthink it. Cause I try to make it nice and easy about stuff that you do every day. So this is, this is cool because Lori and I have communicated, uh, over social media and over text for a, well, almost a year. And now we are finally seeing each other for the first time. So yes. And you're beautiful good. and I love it. Well, I'm you're so beautiful happy. too, but I see a lot of pictures of you on social media. So I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So- better. Let's start with you are super like you are into bodybuilding. You haven't always been into bodybuilding. So take us through your history. How did you become um, who you are today? So that's a question that a lot of people ask how I started in fitness. And the history of it is I when I was nine years old, I ran my first 5K with a neighbor's daddy. (laughs) So that was the beginning of realizing that I loved exercise, you know, intentional fitness. Um, But that being said, it wasn't like some light bulb moment in my life where, you know, I wanted to get my health on track or I changed my eating habits or something like that. Really, it was I think I was born with this passion inside of me. I, I know it. And I just knew at that moment that there was a calling in me Mm -hmm. to pursue whatever it was that, um, God had for me. So really I've been doing it my whole life. One form or another, I've always followed this passion for fitness, for, for health and fitness. Um, but the bodybuilding didn't start. So, so I've done a lot of different sports and, um, I've been an endurance athlete for many years. I started running full 26.2 marathons training for full marathons in 2010. And I did that for, I ran seven full marathons between 2010 and 2014. And in 2014, I started my bodybuilding journey, you know, I, I ran a full marathon, um, in April, 2013, I believe it was. And I just felt like there was something more for me. And I really just wanted to change the game. And, um, I knew that bodybuilding was a very specific sport with a very specific, um, a style of nutrition, manipulating the physique through nutrition. And it was a style I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with what was that art form. And I needed to hire a coach and learn. I really just wanted to learn. I wanted it to be something, um, just a new layer for me. And, and I, I think at the time, I felt like even though I was going to compete 
and do bodybuilding with, you know, those opportunities, I wasn't necessarily interested in becoming a competition coach per se. I really was hoping that what I could do is go to stage under what are considered more extreme conditions, um, <laughs> but apply that to everyday life for all of us everyday women who live everyday lives because life is extreme sometimes. And I wanted to apply that those tools and techniques that I would learn through that journey for all of us to shine in our own lives, the stage being our life. So that was what fueled me. And I started in 2014 training for a bodybuilding competition at the same time I was training for my last full marathon. That was a rough, <laughs> that was a rough year. Wow. But, um, I learned what I was made of. Um, I think that's a big part of this journey. Um, it's really been a learning, you know, experience for me and, and what I'm capable of and, um, and just you know, it's given me new things I think to, to offer, um, moving forward, but, um, I've done eight competitions since 2015. And, um, I actually have my last competition was November, 2019. And so I've had a little hiatus and, um, my plan is, uh, maybe go to stage in December of this year, just depending on how I feel, <laughs> how things go. But um, a lot happened in between and why I took a rest and all that stuff. But um, I, to answer your question, how I got started, I think it was always in me. It was a natural progression for me. It would have been unnatural not to do something in fitness. And um, I, you know, I'm 53. And my parents are baby boomers. So in that generation, you needed to have a nine to five job with benefits and, you know, clock in and clock out. So I was bucking the system. I was the black sheep doing this. It was very contraindicated when I was in my early 20s to pursue fitness as a career path. So I, I was taking a lot of risks and I, but I wouldn't have been happy any other way. And I'm very grateful that I did it because I have loved every bit of it. And it's got ebbs and flows through the years. Um, I have three kids and a family and all those things, but um, the gym has always been my Zen zone. That's what I call it. So um, through all of it, I love, I love that I have that as a breadcrumb trail back. <laughs> Yeah. And I like how you said it's, you know, you have ups and downs because I get a lot. Um, I, I do follow, I don't like to say diet because to me, diet is like what my mom used to do. And I honestly don't know if my mom will ever listen to my podcast, but if she is, this is seriously how it was Monday through Friday. She followed the diet that was in women's world or whatever. And then Saturday and Sunday, we could do whatever. And then Monday morning, we were back on the diet. So when I think of diet, I think of very restricted and I think of Melba toast. I really do. Yes. <laughs> and I'm thinking of the diet drink tab, which was the very first diet drink ever. And I think it tasted like dishwater, but <laughs> that's my yes. memory of dieting when I was a kid. <laughs> and I don't like thinking that. So like if someone will say to me, well, you're on a diet, I'm like, no, I'm not. This is. 
I am on a lifestyle change because there, there are different times where I will splurge. Like I will have a scotcheroo or something, but I'm not eating a scotcheroo every single day. But I also like to find that balance because I don't want my kids to think, oh, we can't ever eat scotcheroos. And then they go to college and they become 400 pounds because we never had scotcheroos in the house. And, and I'm just using it as an example. So I follow um, the track that you gave me daily but there's some days that we will go get ice cream and I try to let them know like in moderation you know you can do those things without you know getting worried so what do you do because I often think about this you need to follow Lori on Instagram and Facebook and all the social media because and I say this with all respect she has an absolutely amazing body and so whenever I see you in these pictures I'm thinking does she ever want ice cream or anything <laughs> like like what do you do when you are having like if you want something sweet or is that not in your in your life yeah so these are excellent questions I love it because I there's so much I can say about this and and I'll try to you know reel it in and 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 make it relevant but um my journey has taken so many turns and twists. Um, in, in, before I did bodybuilding, I was eating an all vegan diet for two years and running marathons on a vegan diet. Um, I just decided that was something I wanted to try. And so I researched elite athletes eating vegan because you have to get all your nutrition to eat, you know, to, you know, to perform in that level. So I did that. And then when I started bodybuilding, um, I hired a coach, uh, and you know, I needed to learn, you have to try things. Sometimes what you learn is what you don't want to do forever. Sometimes you learn what you don't want to do to know what you do want. So Mm -hmm. it's been a learning curve, but, um, that became, something completely different. It wasn't a vegan diet anymore. And, um, I think for my first show, I really was proud of the way I ate and the diet that I had. And I'm a natural athlete. I never took steroids or anything like that. So, um, I'm very proud of that, but if you don't, and that is not to say that people who do supplement with those types of things don't put in the work because you still have to put in the work to achieve the result. But for me, my health was more important. I say that, you know, I, with trepidation, but I just felt like that wasn't correct for my health journey, um, in the long term because of the side effects that I've, I'm, you know, I didn't want to experience. And, um, so that being said though, food has to be on point, you know, the, it, it's an art form to eat, to manipulate, um, your health or your diet. Um, so, over the years, what really I've learned over these last four or five years, what I've really learned through my own fitness journey and ultimately my own health journey um, is that there is a big difference between healthy eating and therapeutic eating. So um, in terms of health and just a health journey, and a fitness journey where you just want to be healthy and fit and have longevity and have, um, you know, be consistent, um, and have it be sustainable. I, to eat healthy, that is just daily life. That is just what you're talking about. Find balance. Just if you want the ice cream and it doesn't, there's no reason that you can't have it. Um, then you should 
life is short, have the ice cream. Like that's what I really think. Um, I actually happen to have autoimmune. And so I want to keep it in remission and food is one of the triggers if I do wrong and it lets me know, (laughs) it lets me know. So I eat gluten-free and I'm the only dairy that I ever introduce into my diet is, uh, we have a local raw dairy. I, it's an A2 protein, um, a Guernsey milk. And so I can, you know, have that on occasion, but I would never, my body would never tolerate industrialized dairy. It just doesn't. That's just my personal body doesn't do it. Um, I, I really don't have much refined sugar in my diet. Those are all for health reasons. I would Mm -hmm. love to have an ice cream every now and then, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not a moo is a non-dairy ice cream that I actually happen to love has no bad side effects. And I completely indulge in that sometimes, but, um, therapeutic eating I have discovered is really you know, if there's already a health issue that you're trying to reverse, and I do believe in reversal through diet and proper supplementation and um, proper exercise and things like that. Mm -hmm. Therapeutic eating means something's already broken, if you will. And in order to fix it, you need to eliminate the toxins, stop them from coming in. Because if we're continuing to put the toxins in to the system, really, if you try to put supplements on top of that, or, you know, in, in a way to try and reverse it, it's almost like throwing a glass of water on a house fire. You're not going to get very far because the fire is still burning. Um, so I really, I love that concept in my own life. And I see in, you know, my clients, when we start a diet in 30 days, the changes are huge in a lot of people because, Um, Well, to touch on that, in my plan, um, it implements some really important tools. Um, I would say uh, there's a cross, if you will, between um, elimination of, you know, sugar and just to eliminate some things um, so that when we add it back, you know what bothers you or maybe what you're more sensitive to. Um, Intermittent fasting, we go 12 to 14 hours from our last meal at night to our first meal in the morning. That's a super important tool because to give digestion a rest is so healing for the rest of the body. One of the beautiful things about um, intermittent fasting is that the enzymes that your body produces for digestion, if we stop digesting for a bit, just give it that rest, they become healing enzymes and kind of seek out what's wrong and start to go to work on healing. So that's also an implementation in my plan. And, um, you know, in the beginning, it feels restrictive. But as you know, we transition to adding things back to find out what you're, you know, sensitive to and really transition to, you know, adding all the things back in and um, finding that balance for your own body and your own journey. Um, Because in phase two, we add enough calories. Now you can work out 
out. You can start to, you know, add your fitness back. In the beginning, we really don't do much exercise because we're resting adrenals. We want to balance hormones. And when you're exercising like crazy and eliminating and implementing fasting for a while, that's so much change and that's no fun. And it, it needs to be a time of rest. Like yoga is great in the first 30 days or some kind of Pilates or, you know, and meditation and just rest. And I think if you have a coach that says rest, it's like you have permission, you have been ordered to rest and so many, I think women, because we multitask and do so many different things with our families and our lives and our careers. I know you do. And I know I do. And to have somebody say it's, it's not only recommended, but we insist that you take a rest right now, or your result won't be the same. It's, it's like a load lifted off because someone else said it. (laughs) So we give ourselves permission to rest. I think that that is why your program works because I think a lot of people when they try to lose weight they do all the things at one time they think they need to starve themselves and work out nonstop, and they can't figure out why they can't lose weight true true yes and you're right it yes restricting and work out really hard and you know what um I really am in a different phase right now in my journey because for bodybuilding and people follow me on social media that I, I, that's a lot of hard work. I mean, it's a lot of exercise and restriction. That's the honest truth for the most part in the past. um, I will say this, I'm planning on doing that. Hopefully finishing out. I took second place in November, 2019, I mean, I'm sorry, it was August of 2019. I took second place at North Americans and there was one more, if I would have taken first, that was my pro card. I want to go pro. I feel it's in my soul and my heart and I can't get away from it. It doesn't matter what happens. I'm called to do it and I know I need to finish it, but I really want to do it different. I learned a lot about myself Um, I think it's really important because I want to share, um, I want to be really transparent with the people that do follow me and the people that are listening to us right now. Um, my mom was diagnosed with, um, stage four pancreatic cancer, um, three months after that competition and she passed away four months later. So that was a year ago. Um, March, 2020 is when she passed during that time. You know, there was a huge time of reflection. Uh, the stress caused me to really autoimmune does not react well to physical stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I experienced an extreme, um, flare and it really took me down. So I've been used to having all the fitness choices I want, running marathons, doing competitions, pushing myself and kind of, I want to say internally boasting that nothing could take me down (laughs) and something took me down and it took me down really hard. So it was a matter of not only do you not have fitness choices, but you really don't have any choice until this is fixed. And, um, to continue doing the same things that you were doing prior means it won't be fixed. And, um, I can't say anything except for how grateful I am for that interruption because I am in a different mindset. I'm in a different mindset. I'm a better coach. I'm a better mama. 
I'm a better wife. I'm a better person. I'm a better human on the planet because of it. So, um, I had to come back from ground zero and, um, I did everything. I see a functional medicine doctor. So I do everything naturopathically and that's just what gives me peace. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do any pharmaceuticals or anything like that. That's just not, I don't find peace in that journey. So that's not the path that I take, but, um, but it's been a journey and it's still continued. You know, I still have to focus on it every day, but I, I had, you know, 15 minutes of light walking was a huge step when it was time to get back. So I really had to get back in the gym, just one literal step at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, my food, I went from, you know, doing, manipulating whatever I wanted. If I wanted to go to a competition, um, 12 weeks of prep, and I would get where I wanted to be for stage, um, that wasn't going to happen. There was no manipulating the physique in any way. It was supporting my health. I actually went on a journey that I refer to as all in, um, where I didn't restrict. I had for years. Um, and, and I, I say this and I hope it doesn't sound like I am a bad coach because I never put this on you all on my clients. I, I don't feel like I ever had my clients be restrictive in a mindset. I really wanted it. I've always wanted it to be a lifestyle change, but for myself, I've had to do a lot of soul searching and it's almost like a parent saying, do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) I'm trying to grow into the do as I do part, but, um, but I had to stop recording calories. I had to stop, um, counting hours between meals. I had to stop at all of it and say, I've got to go all in. And, um, I know that, you know, for a lot of people, all in means you just go eat burgers and fries and everything. And it was nothing like that. It was all the most beautiful, clean, healthy, beneficial food a person could put into their body. But I went from, 1800 calories a day burning, you know, five or 600, which puts you at about or whatever to eating about three or 4,000 calories a day, probably, and no exercise for at least six weeks. That was a rebuild. That was a rebuild. And that is something that most people don't really talk about because it sounds so scary, I think. And um, I've actually posted a photo of a before and after a few weeks ago on my Instagram, if anybody's interested. But, um, you know, because it's it's important. I want to be really transparent during this time in my journey. I think it reaches more people than just showing the way, just the end result all the time. This is the real stuff. This is really where lifestyle change happens. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're not alone. You're not alone. There's so many people in this position, so many women Mm -hmm. that are in the position where I've been. Um, And another part of my journey right now is something that I don't hear too many things about, and that is, um, I'm in perimenopause. So I'm doing it all natural with no hormone manipulation whatsoever. Um, and that does change the game. There's a big change that's happening and I have to embrace the change to be willing to change. And, um, 
So in terms of, you know, eating and fitness and all the things, um, though this has been a big turnover for me and I'm still in the middle of it. And it's actually the most beautiful journey I've ever been on. Um, yes, it is. And I love food. I absolutely love food and I love that it's our medicine. Mm -hmm. I love that food changes how we feel in a good or bad way, depending on what it is. And, Mm um, I, I, feel really grateful that, like I said, that there was an interruption because it's caused me to shift my perspective moving forward. And my perspective moving forward is um, to say we need to find balance and to actually find balance, first of all, are two different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my idea is if I do a competition in December, because it's still in my heart, I'm still learning this process because I want to coach people on what I'm learning. I want my coaching plan to always be evolving with me, not just a pat answer on paper that everybody gets the same thing. I tell my clients this, I tell them all, and you know, you're familiar with me saying this. When I send the initial plan, it's, it's going to look the same for everybody on day one, but it, you know, 15 days out and 30 days out, it's yours is going to be different than somebody next to you because it's your journey. And we develop that together. And that's how it should be. And that's how mine is. That's how my personal journey is. So I'm hoping that instead of doing some crazy prep diet, (laughs) there's going to be changes that I'll have to do to get to a stage if I really want to win something. Mm -hmm. And I'll do them but I won't do anything that compromises my health ever. I'll never do that again. And, um, I don't, and I, I don't want it to be where I manipulate myself to go to a stage and be judged on what I think they're looking for. I want my physique and my journey to become what it wants to become as a result of me doing all the right things in my life living my life the correct way with beautiful food and exercise because it's fun again Mm -hmm. and because it's correct for me to move and just do what I enjoy. And if, if I'm supposed to, supposed to do 30 minutes on the Stairmaster and at 15 minutes, I don't like it anymore. I'm asking myself like, why can't I stop? There's no, (laughs) I'm stopping. I don't want it anymore. You know, I just want that mindset. And I want it to become what it wants to become. And so that when I do show up on a stage, if they love it, they'll love it. And if they don't, I will still be true to myself. I want to be authentic. And that to me is so exciting because I feel like it's, it will be um, like, we're all going together. (laughs) We're all going to go together and celebrate this moment together because we all did the same thing to get there. Mm-hmm. so and I I will say personally I have been able to keep the weight off longer like there's other things that I've done that have worked and then and not saying that it was bad at all but I have I have not found anything as sustainable as your program and I did take a picture yesterday of myself in the mirror and I sent it to my husband and he said well you look pretty how what did he say you look pretty happy with yourself and I said 
I am going to be 40 and I am going to be the most fit at 40 than I have in my life. I said, why, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I be happy? You know, because I want to get to that point. And this is not to prove to anyone. This is, I completely agree. It is like within your own person. It's, it's a soul thing. Like I want to be able to post any type of picture and feel good about it, no matter what that means to someone else, because we all have different goals. I want to be able to take that picture and say, look at here, here I am at 40. And I never would have even thought about taking a picture like that, even at 28, you know? Yes. And I, I love what you're saying because you know what, even though the, the plan itself is a 12 week plan, there has to be some kind of a, you know, I had to put some kind of number on it, but it doesn't have to be that we just achieve all of our goals in 12 weeks. It's like you have made it so beautiful. You know, you've been doing it for a year. That's how it should be. That is how it should be. It's developed itself in your life. And like you said, you know, if you, you're taking your kids to enjoy a cheat meal or whatever, if we call it a cheat, but something just to enjoy, to, to be in the moment with your family and not be so restricted that we can't live. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it doesn't have to be achieved in any certain time frame. You're right. Everybody's different and everybody's goals are different. And my, and here's another thing that I, it just actually came to me like a light bulb. Your goals change. Yes. Your goals change in my age. I'm different than I was 10 years ago with what my goals were. I'm different than I was five years ago. Honestly, I'm different than I was six months ago, you know, and when your choices are taken away, um, you know, I, I told my husband when all the health issues were happening, I mean, I looked him square in the eye and said, you know, I'm not going down like this. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm a fighter till the end. So, you know, like, just so we know, I'm not going down like this, but <laughs> he of course said, I know, <laughs> but, um, so I am a fighter, you know, I, I never would consider giving up. And, um, and I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. And, you know, I'm, I feel great now I'm back in the gym and doing all the things, but because I love it now, my, my why is what I have reassessed and that reassessing the why helps me reestablish what my goals are moving forward. And my goals are, I want to live strong. If I think it, I want to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's just life choices. Um, instead of instead of a stage or a finish line or, you know, running to something all the time or having some time frame all the time, it has felt so amazing to just live and have freedom. And if I'm hungry, I can eat the food, <laughs> you know, and um it's really been amazing. And, um, I haven't eaten restrictive, you know, over these last few months of trying to change things. Um, I'd like to fit in my, I'm finally fitting my clothes again, that all in couldn't go on forever, but, um, but it needed to be for a while. It did. And, um, you know, so, I'm getting my transformation again, but it is in a completely different way. It's really like the phase three on your diet plan. I'm just living that, you know, just all the time. 
I think I was living in phase one for way too long. <laughs> it was, it was, it was out of, it was out of hand, but, um, you know, so yeah, our goals change and our why is really important to reassess on a regular because that's what drives us. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm in North Dakota and you're in Texas and we've worked together real well. So how can you help anyone that is currently listening right now? Yes. So my plan is all administered remotely. I still use texting. So um, that's how we communicated. Um, If somebody wants to reach out to me, yes, follow me Instagram at LoriVic333 or Facebook, same LoriVic333. They can message me. That's really the best way to get me. And I can send information on my plan, the details of, you know, how we'll get started. Mm-hmm. And once we get started, then I have them, then we actually um, communicate via text after that for the duration of the plan. Mm-hmm. The reason I like to keep it like that, I don't, I haven't set up a website where it's, you know, mass produced or whatever, just because I really love like uh, that I'm establishing a real relationship with real people and I want to keep it that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's true you know and and it, people that want me as a coach or really anybody to coach them a coaching relationship is a very personal relationship food is a very personal subject a topic mm-hmm. and to give me access to your food choices and to give me a permission to tell you what to eat and what not to eat and when to eat it and all that good stuff. That's very personal. And I do not take that lightly. I consider that a very sacred thing in somebody's life. I actually feel very privileged that's, you know, to be, have someone trust me to do that. And so for those reasons, I like to keep it really personal. And I consider somebody a friend for life. If they do my plan And, you know, I know the suffering, (laughs) I know the suffering that's involved in the beginning. And I say that, you know, with the utmost respect, because one of the things that I say in the plan is don't suffer in silence, you know, don't, it's, I don't want you to white knuckle this. It's not like that. And there's many things I will lose you and and you'll change something. Like if I'm saying, yes, yes. I'm really hungry today or if something, if my weight is off and I don't want people to think like, this is like such a, this is so easy. Every morning I will text my weight and how much I've lost or whatever. So, I mean, it, it definitely is easy. And I was trying to find your before and after picture while we were talking. Do you remember when you posted that? Um, it's on Instagram. Okay. And it's um, a butt picture, <laughs> which kind of narrows it down. Oh, yes. And the one that you did. Wow. Okay. Yes. So I kind of told the story. Actually, I really told the story there of what I ate, how I did all in. Um, and 
I mean, I'm good in both of them. Like pretty much anyone is going to take either one of these pictures. <laughs> uh, you know what? I didn't hate. You know what? I love that you're saying that. I love so much that you're saying that because that's something I also want to say. I've learned and I want to really pass on to other women. I think especially I work mostly with women. It's for men too. Men can yeah. do it, but I'm a woman. So I know what women feel. And you know what? Self-love and self-acceptance. That is something that I, my creator has really worked with me on these last six months, six, eight, 12 months to just love yourself where you are and give yourself permission to be okay with every part of the journey. And instead of always projecting like where you want to be, which I've been guilty of. And you know what? I, I feel so free that I'm able to say that out loud about myself and that I'm not saying it with condemnation, mm -hmm. that I'm recognizing where I don't want to be anymore. And that's self-love yeah. because I'm okay with that. I've been there and that I don't want to be there anymore, but yeah, just to accept it. So I think posting that photo was really, well, like you said, it's more for us. It was oh. just more to set myself free mm -hmm. and, and say, this is where I'm at. People, people will, um, people are quick to judge when people will post a picture of themselves. And the thing is, is that I think when people maybe of my mindset and your mindset post pictures like that, we are not judging the people who don't think the way we do. We, we just are so happy and secure where we are. We, we kind of want to shout it from the rooftops, you know, like things aren't always perfect, but I am so happy with what I'm doing because it, it's a, it's such a self-satisfaction. Right? Yes. And you know what change? Um, I looked up the definition of progress uh, pretty recently, and there was nothing in that definition that talked about that we needed to be shredded, that we needed to weigh a certain amount. You know, it said nothing about that. It said nothing about that. Um, it, it did say that, you know, change, that change is uncomfortable mm -hmm. and necessary, you know, to move forward. And uh, progress, that's all I want, is progress every single day in one way or another. That does not always mean that I'm going to lose weight <laughs> overnight or, you know, whatever. That the, It has nothing to do with the physique sometimes. It's just... Um, you know, sometimes progress is rest, mm -hmm. just resting, just being still and listening to the inner voices that guide. But um, yeah, I, I posted that photo and told that story, if you will. I really wanted a new place to start, I guess, to say, this is where I'm starting now. I'm changing my game um, because that's my truth. <laughs> and I feel like that's more relatable than, you know, a competition photo. Like if I take a photo on competition day, that look lasts for like 12 hours. <laughs> it's a <laughs> literal <laughs> moment in time that you don't look like that ever again until the next competition. And you may or may not look like that again in another competition. It's just each is its own journey. But, um, but those photos, like what we're talking about, that's, that's your daily life. That's the daily journey. And that's the stuff I love. And I, I really base it on energy. You know what? I really, that's one of the things I ask you along the way. And 
ask clients along the way on my plan is how's your energy? Because if you don't have energy, you can't, that mindset, you having low energy is such a low vibration mm-hmm. to really live your life to enjoy every day is precious. It's not good not to enjoy a day because you're deprived of nutrition that you deserve. Mm-hmm. And so. I like how you said um, it doesn't have anything to do with weight because I will hear a lot of people say, I want to be 125 pounds or I want to be what I weighed at graduation. And so now my response is, okay, but why that was before you had three kids that was, you know, I don't, I don't like when we put a number on things because that number is going to change. Like if we have more muscle yes. today than we do in six months True. that we had when we were 18, I would much rather weigh 30 pounds more than I did when I graduated. If, if I have a defined body. Truth. Yes. Or, um, for competition, I go to stage uh, like one between 120 and 125 in the past. Hopefully that will be a higher number because I feel like I've grown the all in. <laughs> should have grown some muscle. <laughs> I'm going to believe it has. But yeah. you know what? I felt like crap. <laughs> 125 didn't feel good. It felt terrible. So one thing I always tried not to do was be grouchy to my family when I was making choices that, you know, were mine. So I really tried not to blame anything. Hangry is funny, a funny thing that we talk about, Mm -hmm. but I really reject that. I really reject it in my own life because I don't want to make excuses. If I have bad behavior, then I'm behaving badly and I need to take responsibility and step it up or whatever. But, um, low blood sugar and Mm -hmm deprivation of nutrition and stuff like that, it does affect your mindset Mm -hmm. and it can affect your mindset in a very negative way. Um, and I really try not to use those excuses along the way. Um, I don't want to live like that. And I don't want to, I don't want to have, I don't want to be a part of having somebody else live like that anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to feel amazing every day. Every day is precious. Every day is precious. And so if I can't do it and feel amazing, then I shouldn't do it at all. That is my, that is my new, that is my new goal moving forward. And I want us all to do it like that. It sounds fun. Not a moo. That, that ice cream is a good, that's some good stuff. <laughs> that's another way we got to move forward. <laughs> I love it. And what, is there anything that you would like to say um, to people who are listening, who might be if we maybe could say something to be general to anyone who's on their health journey, either you're listening to this and you're thinking I need to start, or you're listening to this and saying, I need to keep going. What would you say to anyone listening that is on or ready to start a health journey? Okay. Great question. I can say a few things. I can say that no matter what age a person is, one of my mottos is it's never too late to recreate. So in your younger years, or, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm 53. I'm not old, but, um, I'm not in my twenties anymore. Things change, things change. Give yourself permission to acknowledge that and, and be okay with the the fact that things change. So, um, wherever somebody is in their journey, I have done this my whole life. I have grown with my own journey. I have changed with all these seasons. Life has seasons. 
um, good and bad. And um, the fact that I've never given up on it in my own life does give me credibility to speak into somebody else's and not, I'm not an expert at anything. You know what I say? I'm an expert at nothing, but I am a student of everything. Mm. So I always want to learn and I can learn from someone just like they can learn from me, Mm -hmm. but I would encourage anybody listening that is even remotely thinking about change. You know what? You're worth it. You're worth it. And if it's something that you can think of and it's a choice that you have that you're capable of, I, I just encourage anyone to just go for it. You know, I, I think life is full of, well, life is full of choices. And I believe the only regrets we have are not the things really that we've done, but the things that we didn't do. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really one of the big ones that, um, that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband just walked in. <laughs> um but you know so that's that's really what I would say to anybody listening at this time just um it's never too late to recreate go for it Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.